Let me know when we begin. All right. So I just started the started the recording. So I'll I'll repeat what I what we were talking about just now. That uh, basically mm -hmm. this uh, packet includes both H's and I's. Uh, they're they're kind of I let the randomizer choose where to put them so there's no pattern. It's not like it starts with H's and goes to I's or vice versa. Le slightly less than half will be I's. Slightly more than half will be H's, but they'll come in a kind of more or less random order. All right. Uh, so I put names in the randomizer. Um, so we'll start with Jing in seat one. Jing, this man kicked off the Jiangxi genre in Hong Kong cinema with Encounters of the Spooky Kind and also directed the first three Lucky Stars action comedies. He helmed his fellow Seven Little Fortunes alum, Jackie Chan, in Mr. Nice Guy, which opened at the box office in 1997, opposite his Jet Li vehicle, Once Upon a Time in China and America. Um, I would guess Hua. Uh, Hua is incorrect. Andy? Yes. Ewan? Uh, Samo Hung? The start of Martial Law with Arsenio Hall. Oh. Yes. Oh. All right. Uh, Jing, when I say merchant, you say the surname of this Oregon-raised filmmaker whose screenplay for Call Me By Your Name made him the oldest ever winner of a competitive Oscar. Ready? Merchant. Ten seconds. Um, Haynes. Uh, nope. Andy? With, uh, James Ivory. Merchant Ivory, yes. I was surprised to learn he grew up, he, he was born in Berkeley. He grew up in Oregon. I, for some reason, I thought he was British. But... All right. So we uh, have to figure out his, each one is H or I. He's done the C. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. It's a, it's a bit of work involved. And yeah, it's reasonable mm -hmm. to assume he would be British given his uh, films. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. All right, uh, Andy in seat two. The Jack the Ripper-themed Alan Moore adaptation From Hell was an anomalously white work from these directors of Menace to Society, Dead Presidents, and the post-apocalyptic neo-Western The Book of Eli. You just have to give their last name. Hmm. Love Dead Presidents, too. Um, man, um... Ah, dang. All right, I'll go with Hudson. Uh, not Hudson. Randall? I think this was said in our last game. This is Hughes. It's uh, Alan and I don't know the other one's name. It's, is it uh, John Hughes? <laughs> oh, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, John yeah, Hughes. John Hughes was a pure I would be concerned sorry. to watch his version of Menace to Society. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, though. It would, but this is uh, Alan and Albert Hughes, uh, the Hughes brothers, as they are generally billed. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, their mother is actually uh, Armenian of Iranian, like an, is of Iranian-Armenian descent. Um, all right, uh, Andy. This Nazi-era German filmmaker's Jud Sus is considered one of the most anti-Semitic films of all time. On the plus side, the enormous budget of his propaganda epic Kohlberg may have helped bankrupt the Third Reich. His niece Christiane <laughs> married, married Stanley Kubrick shortly after playing a small and sappy supporting role in Paths of Glory. Mm. 
Well, I'm just going to go with um, Hess. Oh, sorry, not Hess. Okay. Jing? Hus. Ewan? Uh, Veit Harlan. That is correct, yes. No. Veit Harlan. I'm not sure, but uh, I definitely gave two big thumbs up to that bankrupting the Third Reich. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's the part we all supported. Problematic film, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a description of it in in Michael Medved's uh, book, uh, "The Hall of Shame" or whatever, which which might have some of its facts exaggerated, but still, you get the gist of it. Didn't they try to stage lots of sort of big budget kind of like Austerlitz and kind of like kind of mass battle kind of epics towards the yeah. end of the Third Reich? Didn't they divert troops away from the front line for that kind of thing? But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Wikipedia suggests that the the extent to which that happened is maybe exaggerated, but uh, it's still it still can't have been a great idea to pull your troops off the front line. Um, but hey, it worked out for the best. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it did. So far, gosh. All right, you and NC three. This director of A Nightmare on Elm Street 5, Predator 2, and The Ghost in the Darkness made a bigger splash on the small screen, where he won an Emmy for The Life and Death of Peter Sellers and revolutionized TV aesthetics while helming 12 of the first 24 episodes of 24. Hmm. Not the finest film credits. I realize since you're recording, I probably shouldn't just leave big blank spaces while I'm thinking. Um... <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street 5. Gosh, yes, I've probably seen it, but uh, cool. um, I'm like gonna it. go with uh, uh, Irvin. Uh, sorry, that's not correct, Jing. Hill, <clears throat> mm, uh, not Hill, Randall. I'm passing, Andy. Also passing. Okay, I mean, I was in film school a few years after Twenty Four came out, and and we really, I we really did, uh, we really were struck by like the number of like picture within picture and stuff like that used in twenty in Twenty Four. It was really an impressive achievement. But um, his name's Stephen Hopkins. Oh, Stephen right. Hopkins. Yeah, I realized Ghost in the Darkness. I should have. I, I do remember that vaguely. Okay. Yeah. I think I didn't mention it last time, but I think uh, Right on Elm Street Four was directed by Rennie Harlan. I didn't have time to oh, push, nice. push that into his question. I think you maybe did say that. Maybe I don't remember anymore. Hmm. Uh, all right, Ewan. The Tom and Jerry theatrical shorts co-directed by this man won seven Academy Awards between 1943 and 1953. Okay, I feel like I should know this. Um, Tom and Jerry. It's not HRI. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Ten seconds. Oh, I just, I just can't think of who it is. I'm sorry. Um, mm, I'm gonna have to pass on this. Okay. All right, uh, Randall. I too shall pass. Jing. Pass. Andy. Oh, is this hack? Sorry, what was that? Hack. Hack. H e c k. No. Nope. Uh, okay. they were they're they're known as uh, Hanna Barbera cartoons for a reason. Yeah. Uh. I knew I should have known it, and it turns out I should. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, I mean, yeah. yes, William Hanna is the correct answer. He co directed them with Joseph Barbera. Very good. Oh, yeah, I just had this like Fritz Freelang and these people, and I was like, those aren't H, those aren't I. Why was I thinking? Oh, well. All right, uh, Randall in seat four. 
After the murder of her friend Adrian Shelley, who had directed her in Waitress, this curvier enthusiasm and suburgatory star unwisely chose to helm a film based on Shelley's screenplay, Serious Moonlight. The result was described by critic Mick LaSalle as a tonal disaster. Tonal with an N, not total. Um, Cheryl Hines? Cheryl Hines is correct, yes. That the first first own get of the Kevin. All right. Uh, yeah. yeah, this is tougher than the last couple. You're right. Fair enough. All right, uh, Randall. Breaking out with the lighthearted horror flick Critters, this man directed mostly comedies, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, The Mighty Ducks, but also helmed Richard Dreyfus to an Oscar nod in Mr. Holland's Opus. These are all movies I've seen. But, huh, who is this? How can I not know who directed Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Oh my god. Um, That's like... um, Howard. Uh, sorry, that's not correct. Jing? Us. Andy? You and... I'm gonna have to pass. I think it starts H Y, but I can't. I can't. Uh, not quite. It. This is uh not Stephen quite. Stephen Herrick. Herrick. Uh, wow. So at the end of, end wow, of the first... that's yeah. Sorry. <laughs> We've all seen at least one of those movies. Right? I was I gonna say that's yeah. someone I've seen. So I've seen all of those and have <laughs> enjoyed them. Yeah, I'm oh, no. sorry, Stephen Herrick. You're not enough of an auteur for us. Yeah, sorry, Steve. <laughs> Ouch. If you're listening, I apologize. All right. So uh, only two points separating everyone uh, as we head into round two, starting with Jing. Known for setting his movies on Long Island, this indie darling filmmaker cast Adrian Shelley in The Unbelievable Truth and Trust and Parker Posey in his trilogy consisting of Henry Fool, Faye Grimm, and Ned Rifle. Hansen. Not Hansen. Randall? A lot of Adrian Shelley content. This is Hal Hartley. I mean, you know, she left her she left her mark. He died unfortunately very young, but she, she left her mark on the industry. Um all right. Uh but yeah, uh, Hal Hartley is the correct answer. And Jing. This inveterate inventor designed a special cantilevered bra for Jane Russell to wear in his psychological western The Outlaw, though Russell reportedly discarded it. His decision to convert his aviation epic Hell's Angel from silent to sound resulted in Norwegian ballerina Greta Nissen being jettisoned as a leading lady in favor of a then-unknown Jean Harlow, who went on to become a major star. Mm. Uh, Ingram. Not Ingram. Andy? I'll pass. Ewan? Howard Hughes. Aviation, right there. Aviation. Oh. Inventor, yes. Should be yes. He was, he was an inventor and an aviator. I would uh, see his version of Menace to Society as well. <laughs> <laughs> he was more of a menace to society. <laughs> yeah. uh, society was kind of a menace to him by the end. But yeah. Good uh, Andy. Mm. This comedy director, known for the four nativity films, drew controversy when Olivia Coleman and Robert <laughs> Webb claimed that she misled them about how much of their bodies would be visible to audiences when they played nudists in her mockumentary, Confetti. Mm -hmm. 
10 seconds. Hannah. Sorry, what's that? Hannah. It's Hannah. I don't it's it's the wrong answer, whatever it is. <laughs> uh, Jake. Pass. Randall. I'm gonna pass. Ewan. Don't know how to pronounce your name, but Debbie is it or Ice it? Is it? I don't know. <laughs> well done. Uh Debbie Ice it is it. Yeah, sure. Uh yeah. Somebody British? Yes. She's I, British, yes. Yeah, these these films are apparently really big, do a lot of business in that country, but don't really yeah. travel abroad. Yeah, that's uh, the only reason I've heard of her as a director. But um, yeah, they, I, I've not watched any of them. I've seen some trailers. They don't look to my taste. Right. Yeah, I think I think uh, Robert Wood and Olivia and Olivia Colman basically dropped legal action because they they said the longer we drag this out, the harder it is to pretend it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, Andy. This man won a Tony. This man won a Tony for directing 1776 on stage, and also helmed the 1972 film version. He steered James Whitmore to an Oscar nod as Harry Truman in a one-man show. His niece, who famously received both an Oscar and an Emmy for lead performances in 1998, directed the 2014 surfing theme <laughs> drama *Ride*. Oh, and he shares his first and last name with the unrelated Helmer of Honor Majesty's Secret Service. My favorite James Bond movie. Yeah, I'm going to embarrass myself once again here. Um, Ten seconds. Hamilton. Uh, not Hamilton. Jing? Us. Randall? I mean, I teach 1776 every year, but I don't know if he directed it. Um, I guess I'll pass. You in? Just going to have to go on the niche thing and say Hunt. Uh, yeah, this was a pretty big hint here. Uh, well done. Yeah, but, since uh, it's Helen Hunt, presumably. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so the director of On Her Majesty's Secret Service is Peter R. Hunt. This man is uh, Peter H. Hunt. Okay. All right, uh, Ewan. Sony Picture Studios, home of Jeopardy, is what remains of the site where this man once led the Triangle Film Corporation. His epic anti-war silent drama, Civilization, was listed on the National Film Registry in 1999. Peter Bogdanovich's The Cat's Meow, set aboard William Randolph Hearst's William Randolph Hearst's yacht Oneida, dramatizes a popular conspiracy theory regarding his sudden death at age 44 in 1924. Uh, I believe this is Ince, possibly... William Thomas Thomas Ince. Yes. I don't yes. know his first name. I couldn't remember his first name. <laughs> Thomas. I have H. seen the cat's meow though. I do enjoy that film. That's, that's a good one. All right, uh, Thomas H. Ince is correct. And now you and one of these men made the psychological horror film "Let's Scare Jessica to Death" and the baseball classic "Bang the Drum Slowly." The other helmed some sports dramas of his own: "The Rookie," "The Blind Side," plus "Saving Mr. Banks," "The Founder," and the Stephen King adaptation "Mr. Harrigan's Phone." Neither has as many signature achievements as the founding father who shares their first and last name. Oh dear, there's a lot of clues there. And I have seen several of those films. Oh dear. Um... Founding father. Ten seconds. This probably plays easier to Americans. Um... Oh. It's frustrating, yeah. but it's not coming to me. <laughs> All right, uh, Jing. Based on founding father, I will guess Hancock. 
Do you want? Do you want to go for first and last name? John Hancock. John Hancock. Yes. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. So, yeah. so these two are by John D. Hancock. Oh, signature achievements. I should have. I should have picked up on that. Okay. That that was yes. That was a clue there. Oh, but... signature. That's also a clue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was really the main clue. But yes, these yeah. first two. Oh. Uh, these first two are by John D. Hancock. The rest are by John Lee Hancock. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Randall. This director's samurai trilogy starred Toshiro Mufune as legendary swordsman Miyamoto Musashi. Its first installment, 1954's Musashi Miyamoto, won a Special Academy Award for Outstanding Foreign Language Film. Oh. Oh, Jesus. Quickly decide whether to think of H's or I's. Uh, Five seconds. Yeah, I don't know. Imamura. It's not Imamura. Jing? Inagaki. Uh, that is. Came up in my study. Hiroshi. <laughs> Hiroshi. Hiroshi Inagaki is correct. Very good. And Randall to finish out round two. This Slovak-born actor played the title role in the classic Mission Impossible episode, The Mind of Stefan Miklos, and reunited with another guest star from that episode, Ed Asner, in his unreleased experimental Do Not Throw Cushions Into the Ring. His rodeo-themed James Coburn vehicle, The Honkers, which marked the big-screen debut of Ann Archer, was released five days after his sudden death at age 37. Oh. Um... I don't know what this is, but this feels like this is more I than H to me. So I will try um, the Slovak name of, uh, I don't know, Iochik. Good, good try. Not correct. Andy? Oh, passing this one. <laughs> Jing. Pass. Ewan. Not sure I can pull this. I'll pass. Yeah, this is kind of me sort of, uh, you know, going for someone who I think should have cult status, even if he's not that famous, because this is the mind of Stefan Miklos is like one of my top 20 all time TV episodes from any era. Nice. Um, oh. But uh, yeah, his name, Steve Einat. Okay. Okay. So halfway through, Ewan leads with six, followed by Randall at three, Jing at two, and Andy at one. And we begin round three with Jing. No relation to the famous black American actor who shared his professional name, this Irishman was mentored by pioneering silent-era MGM executive June Mathis and directed her discovery of Rudolf Valentino in The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. He later married his frequent leading lady Alice Terry and moved to France, where he helmed German expressionist filmmaker Paul Wegner in the horror fantasy The Magician. In 1933, he announced a conversion to Islam and left the movie industry. Ingram. This is Rex Ingram, yes. Mm. Oh, well done. Yeah. Uh, I think Paul Wagner played Oliver Haddo, which was a W. Set Somerset Mom character modeled on Aleister Crowley, with whom Mom, I think, had feuded in real life. Mm. All right. Uh, Jing. This co-founder of Troma Entertainment had a hand in helming three Toxic Avenger movies, plus Troma's War, and the so racist it's almost harmless Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD. No idea, Lucas. Hanson, okay. And I'm Hanson. Andy? Thanks. Randall? No, pass. Ewan? 
past. The only name I know related to Troma is Kaufman, but I don't think. Uh, that. Yeah, but his uh, longtime business partner and creative That's partner. That's coming up soon. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, the K. Wait, wait for the K's for that one. Yeah, but yeah. Um, <laughs> dashing that away. <laughs> yeah, Michael Hertz is the answer here, or hers, however you say it. All right, uh, Andy. This Helmer of off-remade comedies like Little Miss Marker, My Sister Eileen, and Here Comes Mr. Jordan, the latter of which earned him a Best Director Oscar nod, was engaged to Lucille Ball until she left him for Desi Arnaz. The couple later hired him to direct them in Forever Darling, which must have been awkward. No, you've got nothing today. Uh, Hudson. Uh, nope, Randall. Okay, this is annoying because I just answered this question for you guys. And I've already forgotten it. Is it Hall? Yeah, you, yeah, I did tell you all two days ago what the answer was. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I'm oh, going to okay. remember that. I totally forget. Two days, a long time. Yeah. Uh, but yes, Alexander, Alexander Hall. Uh, yes. All right, uh, Andy. This Japanese director showed the horrors of war in the Burmese harp and fires on the plane before making the initially controversial, now celebrated sports documentary Tokyo Olympiad. Oh. Um, Imamura. Uh, not Imamura, Randall. Like Ichikawa? It's exactly like Ichikawa. Yeah. Okay. Kon Ichikawa. Kon Ichikawa, yes. All right, you and this filmmaker, who despite her Danish surname is actually French, depicted Daft Punk as supporting characters in Eden, based on her brother's attempt to make it as a techno DJ. She won the Silver Bear for Best Director at the 2016 Berlinale for Things to Come, and made her English-language debut with the Faro set Bergman Island. Now, this is very much more my uh, my area. I love all those films. Very good films. Um, Mia hansen Lover. I had a feeling this would be in your wheelhouse, yes. Uh, all right, uh, Ewan. Strong women who survive on the periphery of Japanese society are a recurring concern of this director, per Wikipedia. He treated the aftermath of the Hiroshima bombing in Black Rain and won the Palme d'Or twice for The Ballad of Narayama and Unagi, or The Eel. This would be our most common wrong answer, Shohei Imamura. <laughs> now, uh, uh, sadly, it's time Finally. for yeah. <laughs> all right, you'll have to find a new stop guess. Um, all right, uh, Randall. This man refused to give up the Roman Holiday Best Story Academy Award his father won as a front for Dalton Trumbo. His best-known features are the S.E. Hinton adaptation Tex and the dark teen crime drama River's Edge, but you should, of course, recognize him for helming a Halloween episode of Pretty Little Liars, in which Adam Lambert performs two songs and Spencer's costume is inspired by To Have and Have Not era Lauren Bacall. Oh, I think I know this. Is it Hunter? It is. Uh, Tim Hunter? Did, did you know the, okay, you, so you know the son as well. I thought you might just know the father, but uh, yes, Tim. His father was Ian McClellan Hunter. His name is Tim Hunter. Uh, oh, I don't know that from River's Edge. But I will still tease you by implying that you know it from Pretty Little Liars. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Randall. No relation to the MCU star of the same name, this director made the influential horror films Fright Night and Child's Play, and the Stephen King adaptation The Langoliers and Tinner, none of which are set in particularly friendly neighborhoods. Yeah, no. That sounds like it's someone named Holland. Tom Holland, maybe? It is Tom Holland, yes. 
All right, so we have we have a a bit of a, a struggle going on as uh, going into the final round. Ewan leads with eight, Randall right behind with seven, and then Jing with three and Andy with one. All right, uh, Jing, starting round four. Primarily a stage director, this Brit helmed multiple films based on the work of Alan Bennett, The Madness of King George, The History Boys, Lady in the Van, as well as a 1996 version of The Crucible, scripted by Arthur Miller. Um, Irving. Uh, not Irving. Andy? Is that a pass? Uh, uh, yeah, I can't. Pass. Okay. Um, it is Rand a pass. Right, right. Okay. Randall. Nicholas Heitner? Nicholas Heitner is correct, yes. Yeah, Alan Bennett's play was called The Madness of George III. They had to change the title because they didn't want people to be like, well, I, I haven't seen The Madness of George I or two. I can't watch this. Uh, all right, Jing. This Dutch documentarian worked with John Dos Passos and Ernest Hemingway on the pro-Republican propaganda film The Spanish Earth and chronicled the Second Sino-Japanese War in the 400 million. His wife, Marceline, a concentration camp survivor, who you may recall from the first ever work of cinema very day, Chronicle of a Summer, co-directed with him How Yukong Moved the Mountains, a 763-minute close-up look at China's cultural revolution. Hess. What was that? Hess. Hess is incorrect. Andy? Mm. Ewan? You'll be entirely unsurprised here. I have actually watched How You Can't Move the Mountains. I do quite enjoy it. Um, Yoris Evans. Uh, yeah, oh. that's, that's oh. correct. All right. Um, I'm sure you were glued through all 763 minutes of it. Uh, I was. All right. <laughs> uh, Andy. Following his Best Director Oscar nod for the David Healthcott biopic Shine, this Africa-born Aussie had an undistinguished career in Hollywood, snow falling on theaters, hearts in Atlantis, no reservations, before returning to his passion for music with the documentaries Glass, a portrait of Philip in 12 parts, and Highly Strung. Clueso Hall. You said Hall? Hall, oh, sure. All right. Jing? Hoss. Randall? Got Hicks. Scott Hicks is correct. All right, Andy. Malcolm Tucker calls Linton Barwick an F star star in this director's bitingly profane political satire In the Loop, an adaptation of his TV series The Thick of It. He later cast Dev Patel as the title character in the Dickens adaptation The Personal History of David Copperfield. Yes, Iannucci. Armando Iannucci is correct. Yep. All right, you, Ewan and Randall tied nine to nine as we go into the last four questions. Uh, Ewan, after a brief acting career, this man moved behind the camera with 1965's Wild Seed, featuring future Tarantino regular Michael Parks. His best-known films are the World War II adventures Where Eagles Dare and Kelly's Heroes. He later came out of retirement to replace Roman Polanski at the helm of Frank Sinatra's final starring vehicle, The First Deadly Sin. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> gosh, who could this be? Um, uh, I, I don't think I know this. I'm going to have to take a guess, and so I will go with Irvin. Sorry, uh, Andy. Nothing? Okay. Uh, Jing? Uh, no, of course not. Yeah. <laughs> pass. All right. Uh, Randall? Yeah, I don't know this either. I'll pass. All right. Yeah, just sometimes your sound isn't coming through, Andy. So I'm sorry, Andy. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Andy. 
Um, all right. Uh, Brian G. Hutton is the correct answer. All right, Ewan. This Aussie's breakout success, Muriel's Wedding, helped launch the careers of Tony Collette and Rachel Griffiths and brought him to Hollywood, where he made My Best Friend's Wedding. Attempts to helm films not about weddings were less well-received. Well, I appreciate he gave us Tony Collette, at least. Um, P.J. Hogan. P.J. Hogan is correct. Nice. All right. All right, Randall. After portraying Mark Antony in a 1970 film of Julius Caesar, this man directed himself as Antony in Antony and Cleopatra. In his son Fraser's family-themed survival drama, Alaska, he plays the antagonist, a polar bear hunter, whose rifle might have to be pried from his cold, dead hands. The, the first 99% uh, of this question, it's just totally not clicking for me, but I'll guess on based on the end that it's Charlton Heston. It is Charlton Heston, yes. Well done. Yeah, that 1970 film. It's not maybe not as famous as the 53 version with Marlon Brando, but it has a, a decent cast. I think Jason Robards is in it. Uh, Diana Rigg has a small role. Um, all right, uh, Randall. This Japanese director of Tampopo and a Taxing Woman appeared in the Hollywood mm -hmm. film 55 Days at Peking and Lord Jim before moving behind the camera at age 50 with The Funeral. His 1992 satire Minbo led to the Yakuza attacking him and slashing his face. They are also thought to be behind his 1997 death, though this has never been proven. Oh my god. Crazy. He got slashed? God. Um, is this Itami? Juzo Itami. Juzo Itami. Well, yes. well done, everyone. Well done. Yeah, yeah. I didn't deserve to win for missing Hannah. I mean, honestly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we so both. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Glad, glad to be in the bottom. Uh, glad to uh, be in the bottom here. So, yeah, well so done, everyone. I gotta say, well, well done. done. That's awesome. I, I love the you know, all news though. So. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I have to announce the score as well since it's recording. Um, I apologize. <laughs> yes, so, uh, both uh, Ewan and Randall ended up in double digits, but Randall on that very last question nodded ahead with 11, uh, Ewan right behind at 10, and then Jing at 3 and Andy at 2. Incredible. Thank God, you. good job, y'all. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Only six Great X's. Questions, so. yeah. Excellent yeah, questions. I love them. Yeah, with Ewan exactly. and Randall, Tough, we always, but... always <laughs> very few X's. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you all have good, good gets. All right. Thank you. Sorry if I fucked that up. Sorry if I messed that up with the uh and I you may still be recording. Sorry again. <laughs> Sorry if I messed that up with my earlier uh uh it, it's fine. Yeah. Thing. Okay, good, good. Yeah. It's all that good. That was awesome. All right. Thank you. Great, great quiz once yeah. again. So yeah, really good one. Right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you.